Welcome to the Disconnection Podcast. I'm your host for today. My name is Ori Kukiel. Today's guest is Rhett Rambo Alvord, and he is a Marine. What's like your uh, formal rank? What's your like your oh, rank? so I uh, I retired out of the military or the Marine Corps as a sergeant, which is an E five. It's like almost like the first cool rank. Gotcha. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't have to be. And it, like you're always gonna be told what to do no matter what. You know? Everyone's gonna always work. Yeah, you're always doing a job for somebody with somebody, whatever. But as a sergeant, it's kind of like being a senior in high school. You're like, I made it to the top. Mm-hmm. Like I'm of going, your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, everyone's a kid in school. If you're like, I'm at the winner circle of it, and like, I get to tell you all you little minions what to do, and like you don't <laughs> even know what it's like. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And then like, just like life, you graduate from high school, and then you're in college and you're a freshman again. Gotcha. And so a sergeant would be like the top of like the high school experience and then the once you pick up staff, which is the next rank, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like back and you're at the beginning again. Cool. So that's the best way I can tell you. Cool. Yeah. So where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho? Mm-hmm. And right now we're uh, we're chilling at uh, in Oceanside. San Diego. San Diego, yeah. <laughs> I freaking love it here, dude. We're right next to the military base over here. And I mean, this is like a big military community yeah. as well too, right? Like Yeah, so Oceanside is... Um, uh, in North County, San Diego, like basically here in uh, San Diego, they refer to uh, the entire county by North County, East County, and South County. And North County is the Marine portion, and South County, like downtown San Diego, mm-hmm. is the Navy portion. So Got it. there's the biggest Navy and the biggest Marine Corps base in the world in the same county. <laughs> I mean, so I saw have, it when I was flying into the Yeah, yeah. Airport. So people are like, so is there a lot of military in San Diego? You're like, it's literally the military town. Like, there's... No more military in any other place. Like, Camp Pendleton is the size of Rhode Island. Okay, San Diego yeah. is right next to Mexico. It's Tijuana, and yeah. you have the largest navy base in the in the world. It's like it's we're, awesome we're fifteen miles, twenty miles from from the border. Like, uh, yeah, US. I would probably say like more like forty. I mean, I'll tell you, it takes me about twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes to get there in my on my bike. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. You know what I mean? I mean motorcycle, just so everybody knows my Harley. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, it's funny because Tijuana is actually one of the funnest places I've ever been. I, it's got like a lot of like, it might just be from the fact that I have been to a lot of different places in the world. And so like, I feel more comfortable traveling and I guess maybe like outside the United States or more or less like third world countries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just, I love it down there. I get down there and it's like, it makes me feel almost more at home than like. Well, here. it's also like you're jumping into your backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not like going on a flight. Right. You know, you're not like yeah. going completely out of your element. You're just kind of like, hey, let's take a. A little sure. night incursion to a yeah exactly TJ, right? it makes it so convenient. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to get some tacos and go wild for a night? Like, yeah, cool. Get some let's tequila. Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some tequila, you know, hang out uh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's so convenient. Yeah. So how long have you been here? Um, In Oceanside, how long have you been? Okay, here? so I um, let's see. I was from the Marine Corps. Uh, Two thousand and eight is when I enlisted. Uh, my first duty station was Oki. We can get into all that. Like my my well, my well let's start there. Yeah. So you you enlisted in Idaho. Yeah, okay, so... You enlisted there? Yeah, it's actually a pretty uh, pretty wild story. Let's hear it. Um, in Boise, I grew up, and uh, I'll tell you, like, I, I usually don't ever tell anybody that I don't love and, like, trust, kind of, how cool Boise is, because it's like I protect it, you know? It's like home to me. And, like I, like I said, I've been so many places, and I've seen so many people and, like, things like that, and, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I didn't necessarily take it for granted, but... Once I left, I saw how amazing my hometown was, like how amazing Boise was, how beautiful it was, how great the people were, how, how, how great it is. And it still is. It's growing. And it's, I think it's going to be one of the biggest, most badass cities in the, in the United States yeah. here soon. 
for a lot of different reasons. But anyway, so I was growing up in Boise and stuff, and um, like uh, my parents were divorced, and I don't want to go way too far back, but let's just say like growing up for me was like pretty wild. You know, um, I had eight sisters, two brothers. Wow. <laughs> my my dad was married and divorced five times. My mom, it was just good. But here's the thing: it was all fun. I I was loved. I never had a day where I didn't think I was going to be fed or clothed or anything like that. Mm. But I grew up fast, and I grew up like, you know, uh, not the easiest way, even though I was in a beautiful place, and I was surrounded by, you know, beautiful people. Gotcha. So from there, uh, football, wrestling, track, girls, you know, things like that. Uh, I was never really good at, it was not the fact that I was never intelligent or like not smart, you would say, at school. It's just I was bored all the time. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but like, you learn math, and then you learn history, and you learn science in these subjects, right? And then, like, really honestly, like, how much do they really develop over 12 years of school? They don't. It's like one plus one, and then the next year, it's like one plus one minus two. And it's like such a slow progression that I'm like, dude, it's going to take me 12 years to learn algebra? <laughs> like, come on, let's get like started. Like, you felt like you were way more ahead of the Absolutely, curve, like, yeah. even at that young age? Yeah, people have said I have sure. ADHD or ADD. It's not. It's just I engage things entirely. Like, I jump right in. It's like a boxer. They throw a hard hit. They mm -hmm. jump back out. I hit things as hard as I can, and if it's nothing solid, I'm out. And that's cool, how I looked at school and everything yeah. else. I'm like, like, I get it. So you felt bored. You felt yeah, like... totally bored. I was more engaged yeah. in social in the socialness of it. You know, class clown and blah blah. blah. That, but that's because those are more rewarding to me. The Marine Corps came up because during the end of my high school, like, or towards, you know, you got to figure out what you're gonna do. You're like, what am I gonna do with my life? Well, at the same time, uh, let's see, September 11th. You know, like that was a part of my growing up. You know, I remember uh, being in the living room and my mom was like, I, I could hear her, I can't remember exactly, she was either crying or yelling, I think she was like startled, like, you know, like any mom or anybody would be, or for that matter, anyone, you know, and uh, I remember her like almost trying to keep us in her bedrooms because she didn't want us to see the news, and I'm like, what is going on? What grade were you in when, when Sixth grade, I think? Sixth grade? I was in fourth grade. grade. Yeah, I was either in sixth or something. Mm -hmm. They took us out of class, like I was in yeah, school in the morning, and like they took us out, and our parents picked us up, and we had no idea, we thought yeah. it was a half day. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, it's like... Yeah. Because, like, what's ever happened like that? Like, Pearl Harbor? But, I mean, Classic major thing like that to yeah, us. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so, and that's, like, what, the 1940s? So, like, that was, like, uh, a catalyst for you growing up. Like, you always had that, like, with you, Huge. that you carried that memory with you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, so traumatic. I mean, like... But what was a tipping point? Like, you had to have eventually have walked into an actual recruitment well, office and, like... I think what the tipping point is is that growing up from 7th grade to my senior year with all this combination of, like, not really liking school, so I'm not going to go to college. So does that mean I'm a loser, I'm a failure, like I'm not going to be anybody in life? Because that's what you're told, right? You like, knew you knew like by, uh, or before senior year that you weren't going to college? Like you, you oh, were yeah, like so, long before then? Like yeah, so I enlisted in the Marine Corps at the end of my junior year when I was 17. Wow. Before you even allowed to, I had to have permission from my parents, which this is a really uh, other interesting part of my enlistment, is that my father was actually in prison at this time. And he forbid me to join the Marine Corps. Wow. Yeah, so my dad was in the Army, and my entire life I remember him telling me specific things. You know, you have those things that you always, like, remember. You know, your parents said, oh, of course, you know, yeah. don't, you know, don't eat a bunch before you swim or something mm -hmm. stupid like that, whatever. Well, my dad was always like, don't do drugs, you know, go to college, and don't join the military. And I don't know how much and of that don't, I listened to. And don't join the military, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how much of that I listened to, that I'm sorry, I love you. But uh, anyways, yeah, I... Uh, I don't want to be your... Uh, uh, psychologist over here or a, or a psychiatrist oh, yeah, or whatever but uh do you think like that that you were acting in rebellion towards your father i still you know? don't I still no but, but like in that moment was, oh, that, yeah, was yeah. that a conscious 
No. Consciously, or did it, because I'm trying to figure out, was it more of like an outlet for your boredom, or was it a rebellion against, like... No, I think that it was, it was actually the opposite. I think I was trying to show him that he was more afraid than me. He was more afraid than you. Yeah, but that I... his kid, of course he's going to be afraid for you. Like, but I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, in other words, like, I think that he knew that I'd be the next submarine. Oh, okay. I think that he knew that, but he was afraid to risk it. Of course, you're his he, kid. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that my dad thinks I'm great at everything. I think I, <laughs> he loves me and... And everything I've done, he's always been like, you're the best, and you fucking can kill it. But when that, whenever I'm about to initiate something, he always gets very uh, questionable. Like, say, for instance, I wanted to pick up a new hobby tomorrow, like skateboarding. He'd be like, I don't know, man. Like, are you sure skateboarding's the thing? You know, he's very, like, resist, like, like hesitant. Let me ask you something. Yeah. If, uh, usually this Especially would be... war. This would be a, definitely a question for the end, but I just, I'm curious, you know, I think people would be curious. Now that you've, like, you know, been in and out of the Marines, if you could say something to your dad about it, like, right now on the show, if you could hear this, what would you say to him? I guess I almost want to say thank you. I almost want to say, like, I almost want to say, um, you know, I almost want to, like, I say I love you and I thank you for making me really ask myself if I wanted to do it despite the fact that you said no. Because my father is such a big figure to me that, like I'm saying, I wasn't doing it to rebel against him to make him angry. I wasn't rebelling against. I was. I'm really rebelling against them. Those aren't my emotions. It was more like, you know, there's a movie, and I don't want to get too off track, but there's a movie. It's called The Patriot, you know, and his mm -hmm. son comes back and he goes to war, and his father's very upset about it because his father loves his kid so much he doesn't want to see him die. And he knows the risks. Right, but yeah. then his father eventually lets him go and fight in war because he knows that it's what's right as a man, or it's like what should be done, despite mm -hmm. the despite his father's own like internal, you know, like survival and things of like this is my child he knows that his son is a warrior you know and I feel like that's what my dad and I had like he knew who I am and even though he didn't say it was okay I knew it was you know what I mean like yeah I had to do it because he would never let me it's hard yeah. I mean let, let's just face it like my dad was like you can be a badass marine and stuff that you know and like encourage me and like all this other stuff and how how fucking hard would it have been to look at myself in the mirror? It still would have been difficult to be like, dude, I'm about to enlist in the Marine Corps. <clears throat> yeah, no matter what, infantry. that's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like during war, fuck, yeah. I'm not saying that because that's what a lot of people did. A lot of people's parents were like, fuck, yeah, you know, I was a Marine, you were a Marine. I don't know. This is the thing. My dad said, do not join the military. And if you, He said he wanted me to join the Coast Guard or the Air Force or some shit. He was okay with that. But I'm talking about like, to me, no offense to everybody out there, but I'm talking about the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? Like, so, you had to, you had to get your mom's signature. Well, yeah, so I had to get someone's permission. Yeah. Because I'm not an adult. And you have to be an adult. You have to be 18 or older to enlist in the military to volunteer, right? Well, so, I don't know how, but my mom said, okay. You know, I think it was mostly my recruiter, Joe Pereira. What's up? And <laughs> so, uh, that motherfucker, dude, he's cool. I, uh, he I was, spoke to your oh, mom. Oh, yeah, here's another thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, he basically became my, like, uh, not my father. There's only one father in my life. But he became a very big role model to me as far role as... Role model, guy, yeah. someone That's that, right, yeah. I wouldn't have graduated high At school. an impressionable age, too, yeah. right? Like, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind I would have dropped out of high school if I wouldn't have listened to the Marine Corps. Wow. Yeah. Between the partying and the girls... Oh, and so, the even, yeah, so even after you got permission, you still had to finish Oh, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole reason I did finish high school is because yeah. if you don't graduate high school, you don't get to join the Marine mm -hmm. Corps. See, gotcha. the Marine Corps is not like a lot of other branches where... You can just do whatever the fuck you want, and they'll just pick you up and send you to war. Like, you know, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, and the Marine Corps are the two strictest of the branches. So, Boise, see, this is why it's so fun for me, because, like I said, I went from this place, Boise, who most people don't even know where Idaho is, right? Uh, and they put me in a fucking plane and flew me to San Diego. You know, I didn't know, I'd never been outside of barely anything. What know? year was this? When you 2008. Were... They flew me from Boise. I came to San Diego. I was tripping out because... 
I've never seen anything before. Five lane highways, people, planes, trains, Culture automobiles. Shop, yeah, yeah, craziness, dude. I'm a kid cowboy from Idaho. Or at least a country. Well, I could show you photos of me and like I got a cowboy hat with a rattlesnake on it. You know what I mean? Like I was a freaking normal boy in Idaho. Well, I guess normal, whatever, you know, just a normal country, yeah. country mm -hmm. kid kind of, you know. Then I'm in, the next thing I'm knowing the yellow footprints and getting some guy's slobber spitting at my face and stuff that, you know, and doing the Marine Corps thing. And, uh, you know, you graduate from boot camp if you can make it. And then you go to a course called, or you go to a place called SOI which is School of Infantry. School of Infantry, okay. Well, or MCT, which is the Marine Corps Combat Training. And it's like, basically, if you're MOS, which stands for Military Occupation of Service, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this yet. <laughs> I'm forgetting some abbreviations, thank God, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ever think Davis, I would. For, for me and the listeners, like, mm -hmm. break down the abbreviations, but, you know, you're not the Marine expert. Dude. Yeah. Do your best. Give us yeah, the best okay. you can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, so they, they give you a job. It's called an MOS. It stands for Military Occupation of Service. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so once you've graduated boot camp, whether you're on the East Coast or West Coast, which there's Paris Island on the East Coast and there's MCRD West Coast, like over here, San Diego, uh, which it's funny because there's rivalry, right? Because the dude, everybody who goes through the East Coast boot camp talks shit to the people who went through the West Coast. Cause, and Rachel was in Paris yeah, Island. Yeah, Rachel yeah. was in Paris Island. It's the funny thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it cracks me up because she's like, yeah, it was so much harder. We had bugs and stuff. I'm like, the ground is flat. We have mountains. <laughs> and you know what sucks more than being, okay, so it's on an island. Paris Island is on an island. Yeah. And so they think that sucks because you're isolated from the world. Well, I would beg for that because I got to work right next to Disneyland where everyone's yeah. having fun. You know how much torture it is? Oh, it's like man. being on a diet and everyone's eating cake and pizza around you. You're like, like yeah. stop. <laughs> it sucks. There's planes landing see, and leaving every day. You you're see just your like, freedom. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, dude, what I would do to be on one of those planes. Anyway, so boot camp. Then you go to, if you're in the infantry, if you have an infantry MOS, you go to the school of infantry, which is where you start to learn how to not necessarily be a Marine because that's what boot camp is. You start to learn how to be an infantry marine, and then like Rachel, she went to MC, uh, what's it called MCT, which is Marine Corps Combat Training. It's kind of like, I wouldn't say, it's just a lot less intense version of School of Infantry. For instance, combat like, training is like yeah. the, the, or that that school of it. Yeah, right. You know they they teach you a lot of the same, but a lot less in depth. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So like for instance, where I Rachel described to me as like you have to cover more ground. You, uh -huh. have to, you have a broader scope. That's right. So so they uh, specialized you. Is that that's what you're right. saying? So yeah. what was your specialization? So at that point, at that point at yeah, that, that point, point I didn't have a specialization because my contract was what's called a Zulu contract. Uh, sorry, what, what was it? A Zulu. A Zulu contract? Yeah. So like you get a contract when you join the Marine Corps because it's mm -hmm. based on agreement between you and the United States government. Yeah. You know, yeah. saying like we own you now. Yeah. And you have to do this. They own your life. Or you go to fucking prison. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, or you kick whatever. You know, you're a traitor now if you don't serve. It's voluntary. You know, they don't they don't say you have to join. I don't know. I don't know. All the you sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how it works. You're gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> buying a car. Right? Pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Man. Enjoy it. Anyway, so. Uh, so a Zulu contract. Yeah, yeah, Zulu. It's a reconnaissance contract. Reconnaissance contract. Yeah, and uh, you only get the my state. I think I'm not sure, but you only get a certain amount of them per like fiscal year. You know, and like the recruiters, they like try and find like the top people to go for them because reconnaissance community is the most elite of the uh, Marine Corps infantry program. So, anyways, um. So what? So did you actually get that contract when you enlisted. were enlisted? Yeah, like cool. in in Idaho. Like yeah, from had, there you knew you wanted to do uh, reconnaissance or become yeah. a reconnaissance marine. That's the right. that's the correct term, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy because I didn't. I've never fucking heard of it before. To kind of come back to where you know whatever, bounce back real quick. My best friend at the time, Cody McLaughlin, uh, he's the one who kind of talked me into this shit in the first place because he was two years older than me, and he's like, "Man, let's be fucking Navy SEALs and stuff." And I'm like, "All right." 
You know what I mean? Like, jack weight, blow shit up, and girls, and money, and fly around the world. Fuck <laughs> yeah. That was my only recruiter. I didn't even need a recruiter. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. You know? Uh, anyway, so, I go down, or he, he's like, let's go, like, next Thursday and talk to a recruiter. I'm like, cool. The fucker went, like, on the day before me, like, Wednesday. And he's like, calls me that night. He's like, hey, man. He's like, I'm sorry to tell you, dude, but I already enlisted in the Coast Guard. I'm like, what? I'm like, we were supposed to go down and be Navy SEALs and shit. We had this whole plan and stuff. So I'm like, whatever. I kept my appointment. I went down on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, I walked in there trying to talk to the Navy or the Air Force because I didn't know shit about the Army and the Marine Corps, but I knew my dad didn't want it, and I was, like, trying to give myself the opportunity. And that whole, like, Navy SEAL thing for you, yeah. that was, like, a, that was just, like, the brand or, like, the, the name. That yeah, that's stuck all I knew. You. That's yeah. all I knew. It was, right? like, Navy SEALs. Those Something from the movies yeah. or whatever, like, yeah. right? Like, yeah, platoon. And so when they, so when you got into the recruitment office, they, like, mm-hmm. they were, like, all right, kid, listen up. They, what yeah. happened? Like, they, they explained well, it. Well, so there was no one there except for the Marines. And I'm standing outside the fucking doors of, like, the Army and the Air Force and the Navy, and that's, this is where Joe Pereira, the freaking recruiter, he's, like, kind of leaning back in his chair. He's like, hey, fucker, like, what are you doing? You know, very aggressive, <laughs> like, super projected, very intense, aggressive, like, didn't even give me a chance to breathe, dude. He was just like, you, what the fuck, you think, yeah. you're, you think you're worthy and stuff? And I loved it. I loved it immediately. Like, I knew from the second that he started talking to me that I wanted to be a Marine. So he explained to you recon marine like in uh, the later 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 okay yeah so first he was kind of like you know what you want to do so let's bring it back to uh, specializations like you said oh, okay. that you didn't have one Mm-mm. No, because no, no, no. Uh, sorry because you were on a Zulu contract is that yeah so the Zulu contract doesn't guarantee that you're gonna be recon something oh okay the Zulu contract guarantees that you get a shot to mm-hmm. try out for the team yeah 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 and so if you fail then the Marine Corps gets to do whatever the fuck they want with you. Like, they usually, usually, usually they keep you in the infantry and they they send you to the fleet, which is slang for basically like general Marine Corps infantry. And then, then from there, they, they will go, okay, we need more machine gunners or we need a mortar man. Or okay. We need a rifle. They put you where they need you. Yeah. When you went into the recruitment office, mm-hmm. what did you weigh? I remember exactly what I weighed. 162 pounds. And when you finished uh, infantry school? Like 143. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they trim fat. Yeah. And it's not just physically... But mentally, you know, emotionally, all of it. They trim like, yeah. And that's the thing we're talking about here. It's like, it only took five months, but like, that just speaks to how goddamn good the Marine Corps is. Now you go to BRC. What is that? What did that stand for, BRC? That's where I got to go, basically in my head, to boot camp all over again. Which is crazy, right? Because it's like, I thought you just did that. It's like, yeah, I thought so too. But you go way down, like a rabbit hole, and into a whole nother fucking level of the Marine Corps. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it'd be, well, tell me. What, what is, well, okay, so... Where, where, how far does the rabbit hole go? Like, I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes I'm still freaking walking down it. You know well, what, I mean? what like, was it? Is it special, more specialization? Or what What do they teach Oh, you? yeah, yeah. So I graduated boot camp. Then I graduated SOI, uh, School of Infantry. And then, at, like, basically the last week of the class, what happens is you, based on your contract, get put into different companies. And then you go start working. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations. Now you're a mortarman. Now you're a machine gunner and you go to the fleet. And I don't, can't really speak to what they do because I didn't go that way. Talk about what you did. Yeah. But what happened to me what was happened here, yeah. a guy shows up with a dip in his mouth and he doesn't look like any other Marine I've ever met. And he doesn't look like he gives a fuck about anything else except for freaking... It, frankly, he looked like he was pissed to be there. And he was just like, hey, raise your fucking hand if your name is, like, you know, called. Or stand the fuck up if your name is called, you know? And he starts calling names. And of course, my last name's Alvord. Which is funny as fuck because everything in life, I'm always first, mm-hmm. you know? So it sucks because it's like, all right, you're going to do this. And I'm like, God damn, I have to be the first one. Anyways, which is cool. My last name is Yikutiel. I'm always last. Okay, there you go. Which <laughs> kind of sucks, but sometimes it can be good. If it's like, hey, who's going to eat first? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but if it's like, who's going to get punched in the face first? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, yeah, so, you know, stand the fuck up and stuff that, you know, and they're like, oh, my name's, I can't remember the name of him, but he's like, you know, my name's so-and-so and I'm fucking uh, instructor of 
uh, basic reconnaissance course, all you shitheads follow me, you know? Basic reconnaissance course. That's BRC. The, the BRC. It used to be called ARS, which is the Amphibious Reconnaissance School. Okay, so all you shitheads follow me. Something like that, yeah. And then... And then you ran. We ran, dude. I'm not even <laughs> that's fucking around. That's the first around. day of school. Yeah, the very first, <laughs> within course. 10 minutes, dude, he's like, all you fuckers, stand up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, get the hell over here, and we ran. Yeah, like yeah. if the Marine Corps is the tip of the United States military spear, the reconnaissance community would be the very tip of that. The like tip you, of the spear's tip. You're the tip of the tip, dude. You're mm -hmm. you are the very first thing to fucking hit anything, and that's important as far as like the fact that it's not necessarily about engaging the enemy. Not our job. In fact, you know, just having this conversation, there's a point in my life where I didn't. I was instructed basically not to talk about stuff like this. Not because it was secret, like in a way of like you know like top secret special forces. It and just because, to be clear, like uh, yeah. we were talking just a little bit before yeah. the show, but you said like there's. No top secret clearance that no. you have, so you don't have to worry about anything. No, as fine. far as that's concerned, like yeah, just as a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you guys, whatever. If I, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'm not gonna tell you guys anything. Yeah, legally, know. we're we're cool to talk about this. Yeah, it's not really. I'm gonna tell. I'm not really telling you anything you don't know. I'm just kind of making it make sense and like kind of putting some clarity out there. Like, yeah, there's no for, for me and yeah. for them, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, cool. everyone wants to know this kind of stuff. So super interesting. Yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is, so if, tip of the tip, right? Yeah, and you're not always engaging. No, yeah. Well, you're always engaging the enemy, but it's not necessarily the fact like. Uh, like like the typical marine, like the typical infantry is like you know firing and things like that. You know, defense. And let's just make this clear: the marine, the marine corps is not a defensive military. That's what the army and like a lot of other duties are. The United States Marine Corps is to take the fight to the enemy. Mm -hmm. right? We don't sit around and just wait for you to come fuck us up. We go kill you. You know what I mean? Like. And isn't that how the Marine Corps got started in the first place? Isn't that the first? Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, the Navy uh, needed. Uh, like Marines, yeah. they needed we didn't have mariners. They, they needed to hire people that to fight when they finally got to a country or got to a place they could get off the boat and fuck people yeah. up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like that's where the leather neck comes from is that they would wear thick pieces of leather around their neck so that when swords were swung on them they wouldn't cut their fucking heads off and stuff. You know, or you know, like there's a lot of histories in the Marine Corps that's really badass. But basically, it's we're coming after you. Yeah, <laughs> you know so, what I mean? So like, don't mess be, with the United States Marine Corps. And then more courses or. What's do they send you to war? What what uh? Well, so the basic work? reconnaissance course is like I said, it's like boot camp, but for you as a as a reconnaissance. Marine yeah, you say like you felt like you started over. Oh yeah, like, on a different plateau. Like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It wasn't anything like I expected. Like, I thought it was gonna be like all this like high speed shit, like jumping out of planes and like this is how we shoot laser beams and like all this other stuff. It wasn't at all. It was literally like, uh, remember we were talking about earlier like about like how they like reinvent you. They reinvent you. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. They like. Whatever I had left in me from boot camp or SOI <laughs> was about to be pulled the fuck out of me. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, like, not in the sense of, like, we're going to make you a robot. It, in fact, it was the opposite. It made me just hard as freaking nails, dude. Like, you know, I, when I graduated BRC, there wasn't a fucking, like, firework show and, like, you know, all these honors and everything like that. It was literally a guy who was probably saltier than the desert, you know, standing in front of my fam well, family and friends, and he basically pointed to... 17 out of like a hundred people or whatever who had fucking done this and these are marines man these aren't these aren't like you know just average joes who were like oh i fucking want to try out for football out of a hundred people or let's just call it a hundred like 17 dudes made it and we're not talking about like this is funny man like i didn't there was they taught us a lot they, they instructed us a lot but really what they taught us is that uh fucking life is hard but you gotta be harder dude and like mm -hmm. if you want to be here fucking show me and yeah like, the, wow. the idea is that if you can survive BRC, then you can fucking do anything. Mm -hmm. Prove to me that you will do what, you will fucking die to complete the mission. That you, like, literally, if I tell you to hold your breath underneath the water with a bomb, 
that you're going to hold it until it blows up. Show me your discipline. Like, fucking go. And don't whine about it. Like it. And when you leave a school with that kind of mentality, you're like, I'll fucking, I'll punch a tornado. Dude. Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. What did you weigh when you got out of that? I'll, I'll fuck, I don't remember, but I'll tell you when I got home, two things I remember very distinctly. How shocked people were looking at me, my body weight and like how lean I was. I mean, dude, I was probably like 132 pounds, but it looked like Man. someone. How tall are you? You're uh, uh, 5'7", 5'6". 5'7", 132 pounds. Depending on which of... story I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but wow, yeah, so when you got back, like, people were looking at you, and then what was the other thing? Oh, my hands, man. I, dude, they I must have been so rough. They must that's right, dude, I never really, you know, I'm too busy worrying about whether or not I'm, you know, about to get, like, slayed, or freaking too busy slaying, you know, in this fucking course, uh, to pay attention to myself, really. You know what I mean? Like, my feet are falling apart, my hands are smashed, I'm like, boo-hoo, who cares? Mm -hmm. Fuck you, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's just a shell for you at yeah, that point. Yeah, like, right? I'm just like, trying to fucking move, dude, yeah. and, like, freaking, yeah, anyway, so... But when I finally had that time to relax, I'm sitting, I remember sitting with David Weld, one of my high school homies' friends. Uh, he's in the Navy now, too. I talked his ass in the Marine Corps. Or not the Navy, finally. He wouldn't listen to me for like three years. He's finally in now. What's up? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, anyways, uh, I was sitting in his room, I remember, and I looked down, like, I can't remember what I was doing, like, watching TV or something like that, and I, like, fucking was picking, like, a freaking scab or something off my knuckle. And I looked down, I remember looking at my fucking hands, dude, it looked like, just, like, brutally, like, baseball missed teen, and scars and like you know fuck i was like holy shit dude. only when you're bored do you look at your hands yeah yeah like yeah that kind of stuff you know what i mean you're yeah. like huh like yeah. oh my god yeah. <laughs> now i go and get my freaking nails buffed and i'm like what's up <laughs> <laughs> where do they send you next oh yeah it's funny too yeah so okay man uh i was a freshman you know what i mean i was like they made it and i thought it was cool you know i i showed up like i said i wanted to punch tornadoes and bite sharks and stuff you know what i mean like i was ready to fucking kill shit i was excited in those uh, four years, where did they uh, where did they send you that you can <laughs> talk about? You know, like. Uh well, hmm. I guess on a on a macro scale, just you know, big picture. You okay, so we don't have to go beat by beat, but just you know, give me the yeah, basically the Asian Pacific, South America, you know, like the typical places. And honestly, like my favorite, my two favorite places were the Philippines and Peru. Like I got to go to like on Muse and like you know UDPs and you know cool fucking awesome places man like uh philippines taiwan guam argentina you know things like that you know like one of my examples would be the 31st mu which the mu stands for marine expeditionary unit and what that is is it's a group of ships like uh destroyers battleships aircraft gear submarines like fucking ton of freaking america floating around on the motion, right? A lot of freedom. Yeah, a lot of fucking US, <laughs> a lot of US of A rolling around. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Oh, dude, it's crazy, man. I don't know if you've ever seen, seen like, a ship, like, in person, like, an actual aircraft carrier. I have, like that. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking, like... I'm just telling you, dude, if that shit pulled up in front of my country and I wasn't on their side, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. I mean, you got planes. It's nuts. I mean, tanks and shit. It's crazy. Anyways, uh... Yeah, yeah I was on the Essex. And that's the name of uh, uh, the ship that I was on. Gotcha. It's kind of cool. It's like a mini aircraft carrier. And I was over at 3rd, 3rd Recon Battalion, which I think was the coolest fucking place in the world, dude. I don't want to be all, like, cheesy and stuff, but, like, I learned... Cheese away, my friend. I, I learned to let go of, like, what is home, you know, or, like, what do I need? You know, when you fucking live out of a bag, you know, a sea bag or a backpack, and you sleep on the ground, you have to shit in bags and pack it out with you so the enemy doesn't know you're there, you start to really think, like, what the fuck do I need in life, like, if this is okay with me? Everything to me is temporary. Like, for a moment, I'm like, ah... It's like eating food. You ever have too much on your plate and you're like, ah, shit, I got too much, you know? And you stop eating. That's kind of like, I have something for a moment, I enjoy it, I let it go. 
I'm not so, like, freaking clingy and hold on to shit. Like, you got people who have everything in their house and stuff, and they're like, they think that they love it, but do you? I could break everything in my house right now and get over it. You know what I mean? I feel like people are always constantly considering too much and overthinking, and should I say this, and should I do it? I don't fucking know, man. Do you? You haven't done it yet, so neither one of us know what the hell you want. Like, maybe I stepped up and said something that might have offended someone. I'm sorry. But if I didn't say it, then what am I doing? I'm robbing myself of my freaking self. I need to learn. From your own expression. There you right? go. Yeah. yeah, living. You know, like, there's a saying that, you know, it's guaranteed in life that everyone dies. But it's not guaranteed in life that everyone lives. It's also guaranteed in life that you pay taxes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> exactly. Right? You're forgetting about the other guarantees. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm just trying to live, man. Like, and maybe that's another thing that I meant to tell you is that death is real. You know, being in the Marine Corps taught me that people fucking die. You know, and what you're living for is what matters. The very first time that I considered the fact that I was actually really involved in something that may or may not have cost me my life was the very first time I got told I was going on a deployment. Because, to tell you the truth, man, all I was doing was proving to be a recon marine up until the moment that they said, good, I'm glad you're good at this, because we need you. When was that? Uh, 2009 on, and it's like, not that big of a deal, but the 31st Mio. You know, it's like, yeah, it was the guaranteed I'm going to war? Fuck no, dude. In fact, I was way away from it, really, honestly. Afghanistan and Iraq were way over there. But that didn't mean that it wasn't game time, you know? It's kind of like, what I'm saying is like, at any moment we could be used to fucking invade Korea or fuck we could get by who knows you know but the point is is that it was we were actually working it was not training yeah you know even though we went over there and did a lot of training exercises it was like you're for sure in the fucking in the moment now you know and what I'm saying is like I had in that moment like you felt yeah I was like holy shit so wait a second like this is actually gonna go down and then it happened again when I went on my J-Soda Pete appointment the J-Soda Pete appointment got to my what is that? Is oh, Jason of Pete. This is it's an acronym. For yeah. Fucking military. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us. Tell us what it means. So J of P. J of stands for Joint Special Operations Task Force, and the P stands for Philippines. Gotcha. That's the designation of where you're working. That was like a, that was my favorite deployment. That and the Peruvian deployment mm-hmm. were my two favorite deployments, and that one really was like, okay, I'm going to a place where nobody knows to do shit that nobody's going to know about. And they're for sure fucking violence. And I'm like, okay, it's on. Like, that was another moment. I'm like, whoa. But between those times, I had friends who were going to Afghanistan and Iraq. I, I, listen, man, I don't know how people get picked or whatever. I'm not the fucking, I wasn't the guy in charge. But it wasn't like I didn't raise my hand to go fucking kill people in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's just, I didn't, that's not what I got chosen. That wasn't your job. That wasn't yeah. it, yeah. It was like they lined us up and like, you, you're going to Afghanistan, you're going to Iraq, you, you're going to the Philippines. And at the beginning, I thought it was bullshit. I was like, what? I want to go to war, I want to kill bad guys and blah, 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 right? Now I look at it like it was the coolest fucking thing ever. I'm so grateful. Because meanwhile... You're grateful you didn't go and you, and you got to do what your job was. I would have done yeah, it today. Yeah. If they asked me to go today, I would go. And I would have done it then. It's just... I, I thought then that I was getting robbed from my military experience. You know, you're like, you joined the Marine Corps during fucking war and you're going to go to war. But I didn't end up going to fucking Afghanistan and Iraq at all. I ended up going to places that people hadn't even heard of. And, and I still did cool shit. Like, uh, you know, I still went down there and engaged with freaking people and taught them combat and also their shit just like a lot of people were doing Afghanistan and Iraq I was just doing it in a different place gotcha and back then I thought that was like stupid like oh I guess like whatever now I look at it I'm like that's fucking badass man not only did I not have to worry about getting my ass blown into pieces or fucking live in the desert and also the shit that you hear about the horrible horrible things I'm very lucky man I got to see I went to like 16 different countries and, and ate different food and dude I had girlfriends in different countries you know and and drank and, and, and taught people how to blow shit up and freaking, you know, jump out of planes and all this other cool stuff, you know? 
It was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. And now I look back and I'm like, fuck yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. That's I mean, I'm bummed I'm out. That's one of the problems is that I never wanted to get out of the main court. You never wanted to get no, out No, no, no. So just so everybody knows, I'm nearly blind in my right eye from an infection that I got during my service. It sounds so stupid, right? Because you have these guys who like have their arms blown off and shit like that. And I'm like over here like, oh, I went and partied in the jungle and I got an eye in a mouth. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, and it sucks, right? Because it's like, I don't want people to think that. I want people to think like, oh, you're just... Like, well, what set is? the record straight. What's... So what it is, is like, yeah, I got an infection in my eye and, and freaking basically ate apart my freaking cornea. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like tripping out like, dude, what the hell? I'm losing my sight. You guys are telling me I have pink eye? Like, this is not pink eye. And I finally got to see a specialist and finally they know what it is and finally been treating me and they want to cut my fucking cornea out and replace it with another one, but they're like 80% sure that I'm either going to see the same or less. I'm like, what the hell is the point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is 2012 at this point? Like, yeah, yeah. You were out, out by 2013, but you got the infection and like all this Oh, I got the infection way back, dude. Like, shit, uh, 2010. What? Yeah. And you were still in, in for another three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, that's that. a funny thing too. Like, what? I couldn't see it in my uh, right this eye. This story sounds like the end of your military career, man. You're, you're, and that's your shooting eye, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they teach you how to shoot with both your eyes open. And, like, look, man, like, when you want to be in the Marine Corps and you want to be a recon Marine as bad as I wanted to be, fuck, I, I don't give a fuck what you tell me, dude. I, I'm going to do it. You know, like, if you tell me, like, I can't do it, like, that's all they've been telling me. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. So for them to be like, hey, by the way, you can't see your right eye. You're not good enough. I'm like, okay, add that to the pile of fucking shit. I'm not listening to, you know, like, <laughs> what's next? You just make me stronger. I, I I'm pissed that they kicked me out, but I get why they did because you look at it like business. Like, why would they have a marine with one eye? They can have a marine too. Explain it to me. So so you so you got it in 2010. You but you were still going. Out I was in Okinawa when I had it. And I can't remember exactly the dates, but yes, I was still deploying. Still you were still deploying. Like, yeah. uh, Everyone happening. knew too. Like Red only has one eye. This fucker. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Keep him in the back of the line. But I still did my job. I was still fucking able. See, and that's the thing. That's what's cool about the brotherhood that I had, the reconnaissance community. They didn't give a fuck about how tall you are, what color you were, or anything like that, man. They gave a shit about one thing: can you do your job? That's it. And I did. But the problem is that when I rotated from third. But first, the secret was out. See, it was kind of a, or it was kind of the like an in-house thing. Secret, yeah. yeah, yeah. Third recon battalion, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the fucking best. Just so everybody knows, third is like where the pipe hitters are. Because you got to think about it, like here in Cali, everyone has a girlfriend and they get to fucking have a truck and babies. And Oki, bro, you fucking do work and then you party your brains out. It's like being in a frat house for like Satan's children. You know what I mean? Like you go there and <laughs> fuck shit up. Oh, by the way, we took this rock from fucking. Japan, dude. I mean, the very place, 3rd Recon Battalion, that is where the reconnaissance marines invaded Okinawa, Japan. That's where the landing badass was. Is that? Mm-hmm. So you're like walking around thinking like, dude, what the fuck? This is where recon marines went to war. What, in the 1970 years? 70 yes, years you know what I mean? Like, they killed mm-hmm. people right where I stood. There was blood spill on this fucking land where this is our rock. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. So it's hardcore. Yeah, dude. But then you went over to first. Yeah, then you come to first, first and they're like, oh, hey, what's up? Well, I'm not trying to talk shit that much. You know what I mean? Like, no, but first, well, first gets down. Just wasn't you like you got to first and then the secret was out. Oh, yeah. So what happened was I got here and I checked in and, hey, dude, you stick out like a sore thumb in thir- at, from being from third, too, because you're just all work and they're like, fucking, why do you look so different? And you're like, because yeah. I'm from third, bitch. Anyway, so, um, yeah, you uh, do a freaking like medical like evaluation, right? You know, physical and shit. And they're like, oh, read these lines. I'm like, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, E-W-5? You know what I mean? Like, I can't fucking read that, you know? And so they're like, what's up? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of whatever, like, blind. And they're like, what? Uh-huh. You fucking can't see out of your right eye? They're like, no, dude, you can't fucking deploy. I'm like, what? Come on, dude, I deployed in Oki. I deployed with third. 
you know, fuck it. I'll do a PFT. I'll play with the best of the best. And they're yeah. like, and now they're like, dude, you can't go yeah. do the thing you've been doing for yeah. the past however yeah, long. Yeah, exactly. You're like, come on, bro. For real? Like, I have no negative, I have no negative evals. I'm a fucking stud. I run, I jump, I swim. Like, send me to some fucking schools. Just do this shit. That's another thing, too. And okay, you don't go to schools, really. Like, you just train and train and train and train and train and train on just, like, the basics of the economy, like, the meat and potatoes, like, patrolling, observing, and reporting. Anyway, so... Uh, I was ready to go, dude. I'm like, fuck, I want to go to seer school, I want to go to boot camp, or I'm like, I want to go to jump, I want to go to dive, I want to go to sniper, and they're like, nah, can't. I'm like, why? They're like, you can't see it out of your fucking red eye, dude. I'm like, whoa, what? They're like, yeah, you're done. Like, I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm done. No way. Yeah, and then next thing you know, I'm freaking Not that like, day, dude. No way. No, 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 like, no. I'm just kind of, you know. God forbid, like, that day they fucking oh, dude, you. Oh, dude, no, <laughs> that would be crazy, dude. No, nothing in the Marine Corps happens that fast, except for... <laughs> <laughs> too much bureaucracy involved, yeah. man. Are you kidding me? They're efficient at fucking making you, you know a marine but they're sure as fuck aren't you know paperwork and shit. yeah yeah no way dude it takes it there's so many jokes i could get into you know as far as like you know he said this and then this and then this it's like telephone you know by the time you get there it's like a whole different story anyways um so you got the diagnosis they yeah. were their diagnosis yeah then they, they they go through the paperwork yeah and then yeah. what was your you remember the date you got out mm-hmm yeah october 1st of 2013 but this is the thing is i Dude, here, here's the thing. When I went from third to first, I totally cha- started changing. Totally started changing? Yeah, I started changing so? again. I was depressed. I was angry. I was getting in fights. I fucking drank. And I was just being a f- shithead. But that's because the only thing I wanted to do was be a recon marine. I mean, since I was a fucking kid, you can ask my parents. Like, all I do is play army guy and build forts and hunt and fish and, like, all sorts of stuff. I knew since I was a kid that I was going to be a freaking warrior or whatever. So was it like you came back here and you were, like, lashing out? Um, I was pissed that my fucking the only family I had left in my life didn't want me. You know, they, well, were, they were fucking kicking me off the football team. I'm yeah, like, dude, I did everything to be here, man. I'm not good enough now because I can't see. I'm like, I can still fucking catch the ball. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah. but you know what, man? Like, it's just business. It's I like just, a technicality, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I wore the wrong jersey or something or mm-hmm. something stupid. You know, like I didn't wear my chin strap. And in the end of the day, it's like it, I guess the way they have to see it is a, you know, like they they want the best of the best and like they the what is it like the liability of having someone who's like injured on being on the tip of the tip yeah right i'm just that's the only way i could rationalize that's a good good way to rationalize it man yeah i mean if you got a guy with one fucking eye trying to clear rooms or who knows what you know what i mean do you you want a buddy with with a bad eye like on you know what i mean like i I know you were you do his job yeah i know you you like you said you were out there you did your thing the real answer is that there is factual evidence that at some point I may fail at my job because of a disability. And that is... There's a, a probability, right? There's there you a, go. There's a probability for it. And the Marine Corps is like, we don't want to risk that. Were you here in Oceanside at that, yeah. when you got back? Yeah. yeah. This is right when me and Rachel met. You guys met around ten, the time that you came home. Yeah, Rachel's funny too. I love her so much. Like, her story and our story is like, I don't know, man. Like, as much as I am proud of the Marine Corps and my experience and stuff, her and I being a part of it. Like, I'm so proud of her. Like, she's honestly, like, her and Allie, like, one of her girlfriends who's here all the time. Like, people don't give enough credit to the female Marines in this world, man. Like, you gotta realize, like, as badass or as, like, hard as my days were as a recon Marine, I was still a fucking man. First, physically, I'm built for it. Secondly, it's man's world. You know what I mean? You know, she's proving herself every single second of the day that she's allowed to be here and that she can do it and all that stuff. I've never not been proud of her for it. I love her. And I I got to pin her. And that means, like, I got to fucking... <laughs> I got to put my rank... Or her rank on her, you know? And she will ask for that. That's awesome, wow. dude. Like, yeah. as a female Marine, her being around the reconnaissance community, 
it's one of the reasons I, I admired her, because instead of her being intimidated by these badass recon marines, which by no means, like, you know, were anything really that fucking special or whatever. Um, <laughs> but she can hang. She was, she did hang. Yeah. The man. whole reason, just so you know, the whole reason she's out is halfway because of me. Because she got hurt. She told her to story on the yeah, yeah. I think what's going to happen is that her episode is going to come out before yours. Oh, so and I don't want to spoil it, yeah? She, well, well uh, she already spoiled it. <laughs> the episode will come out before your episode. Okay, cool. Uh, so she talked about, uh, she got, you know, you guys were working out yeah, and getting yeah. in shape together. Yeah, she's like, like, I want to fucking hang with these Her like, body, you know, like, wasn't, like, able to keep up with, like, the kind of, like... Well, I don't expect anybody to keep up with this. Well, it's not about keeping up, but it's not in the competition kind of way. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. her, like, you guys were pushing yourselves really fucking hard and, like, yeah. whatever You're chemically, whatever chemical imbalance that... You know, she did. She it, like ended up hurting her. Like it's it, it had a it scared me, that. man. It scared me a lot. Yeah, from her, the way she talked about it, it, scared her too. Like I said, uh, if uh, if y'all are just tuning in, if it's <laughs> your first time listening to the Disconnection podcast, check out our our episode with uh, Rachel Winnell Albert. It's my girl. What was your first job out of the Marines? Harley. Harley. Yeah, I worked tell, for tell me about San that. Diego Harley. Well, I was basically I, I was unemployed. You know, I was just milking that unemployment thing for a minute, just trying to fucking breathe. Like a normal person, but I'm not, and I never will be, not just because I'm in court, but just because who I am. And uh, Rachel basically told me to get a job, you know, she was like, look, dude, like, you've been out for two months or whatever now, and like, she did the same thing, she got it before me. You know, she was unemployed and I was still in the Marine Corps. I went to fucking Peru when she was a civilian in college, you know, which is another trip, because like, she, she and I were both Marines, and now we're both civilians, but there was a point where she was a civilian and I was a Marine still. So, yeah, she, so, so I'm like, what the fuck are you going to? You know, like, you're a civilian. She knew what I was going through because I was a Marine, and she was a Marine, but there was, like, a thing, you know? You didn't know what she was going through. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? You're out, like, crazy. I'm still in, you know, whatever. And now, then we're out together, whatever. So, um... So you started working at Harley? So I started working at Harley. She got me a job. She's like, hey, uh... She works at San Diego Harley. She... A girlfriend of ours, Jessica, worked there. She was, like, a motor clothes manager. Uh, Rachel needed a job, right? She was a civilian, and Jessica was like, hey, we're hiring. So she got a job down there. Then, you know, for the future, I got out. And she was like, hey, you should work at Harley, because that's what I did. I'm like, cool. And I went down there and started working for Harley. And I've been working for Harley. Did you ever own a Harley or were interested in, in bikes before yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of the ironic part, is that I got a bike almost within eight, nine months of me being in America. From my duty station in Okinawa, I got a bike. Wow. Harley. <laughs> and I was riding, you know, I was doing my thing or whatever. You know, I never thought I was going to work for fucking Harley. Are you in a club? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a... Uh, three-piece, a lot more so club right here, the Asphalt Cowboys. You're looking for What's the... What's up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to give a shout-out to your boys. <laughs> What's up, Cowboys? Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It's After a, this, you got to take me around the block, dude. I can't wait. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait to see your one something, man. Yeah, it's just like another one of those things, man. I guess I, I guess I kind of, I feel like I'm always, like, really, like, uh, my own self, very independent, you know, but I love being a part of things, you know, like a group or a family or a brotherhood or whatever else. And I well, think, what does your club do? What do, what do you guys do? Other than just ride around. Yeah, well, you know, what we do is we support each other. We love each other. And, um, you know, we ask for what's best in each other. Like, there's a saying in our club, you know, that the patch is only as hard, or sorry, the cut is only as strong as the cowboy who wears it, you know, because it's like the uniform, man. Anybody can put one on. But, like, how fucking good are you as a Marine? You know, how good are you as a freaking cowboy? And, you know, we have also another saying in our club is called uh, Outlaw Country Gentleman, you know, which is, I have a tattoo on my arm that says OCG. And um, what that means is, like, when you watch these old country movies, you know, where there's the bad guys, right? I always admired the ones who were, like, the nicest dressed and the most polite. And, you know, it's like that cool bad guy, you know, like... The gentleman bad guy. Yes, exactly, you know what I mean? The anti-hero. There you go, yeah, the Spawn or the Batman or the... You know, what's that new movie? Daredevil or... 
Deadpool? Deadpool. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Deadpool. Antihero. Yeah. And Antihero. Every, everyone loves an antihero. Yeah, and I, I Punisher, love that too. One of the greatest sure, antiheroes yeah, yeah. ever. Perfect. Like, That's exactly what our club inspires to be. I'm not telling you that I follow the law or that I don't drink or that I haven't used drugs or that I haven't, you know, whatever. I'm, you know, whatever you want to call me, a criminal, a bad guy, blah, 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 whatever. I call myself American, you know what I mean? I'm fucking living, <laughs> so fuck you and your judgment, whatever, you know? Well, that's interesting. How does, how does, like, a anti-hero club, do you guys, like, interact with the community? Like, how does, sure. uh... Yeah, uh, I mean, we have businesses that give back to communities, whether it's, you know, barbershops and, you know, me, fuck, I work for Harley. How much more of a community person am I? Mm -hmm. I sell Harleys. I mean, I meet hundreds of people a month and, and get them either in to riding for the first time or onto their next bike. Look, I don't know much about bikes, but yeah. tell tell our, our audience what do, what do you ride? What's like your? I baby? ride a two thousand eighteen Road Glide Special, bitches, all black, <laughs> murdered out. What's up? Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a fucking Corvette on two wheels. It's gotcha. insane. I yeah. cannot wait to get out there. It's insane, dude. Like, I didn't ever think that I'd own anything that badass. You know what I mean? Like that cool. It's, it's fuck, dude. It's wild. So know. now you're learning to uh, you're learning to survive in sales. Oh, God. As a, a good salesman. Way, that's a good way to say it, dude. Yeah. Survive. I mean, like, it's crazy. The Marine, the Marine Corps just, like, got you, like, so, mm -hmm. like, ready for anything. And do you feel normal? Do you feel like you're... No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, think it's like pretty... I think I'm about to feel normal. I think How so? Because I think that I'm waiting for my, uh, you know, like, the, my next transition. Uh, and that's going to be, like, um, when I finally have, like, my own business and I live in Idaho or somewhere that's mine and... Like, I'm ready to kind of separate myself from everything that I've done for the last life. Like, I'm ready to finally, like, break out of my, like, my shell and only worry about myself. With Rachel, you know, I'm not talking about, like, not yeah. being you, in love. You as in yeah, Rachel together. together like, yeah. I'm ready to blow up. Like, I'm ready to... Well, tell me about the business. Like, you said you, okay, you want so, to start your own business. Yeah, like, through my trans... Like, kind of here to, to bounce off that, you know, when I said I got out of the Marine Corps and I didn't want to be and I didn't know what to do. I fucked, dude. I, I'm telling you right now, man, like, I still don't really know, you know? Like, that's, that was what I was going to... I thought I would die. You know, I thought I'd be dead by now. I didn't know that I was going to fucking have to come up with plan B and reinvent myself. And by the way, I can't just be a fucking fireman or a cop, like, a, an easy just transition, because I'm biting my right eye. So I've had to reinvent myself, you know? And whatever, fine, fuck it. Again, throw it on onto the pile of shit that I don't care about. You know what I mean? It's just making me harder. But the cool thing is, is that now I'm ready to do something with everything that I've been putting together, you know, whether it's my family growing up or the Marine Corps and my relationship with Rachel and seeing the world and sales and like all this stuff's coming together now and it's about to be fucking rad. Like I've decided that what captivates me is uh, food. You know? Food. <laughs> yeah. And like comedy and like people and like all sorts of stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? It's coming together and like I fucking feel like I'm about to find out what it is and I'm very anxious because... That's a good I, thing. That's exciting. Yeah, excited. But I don't even know what yeah. it is. It's like there's fucking presents underneath the tree, dude, and tomorrow morning is Christmas. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where it is that I'm at with it at that time. But fuck, dude, I'm going to hit this shit hard. Like Sammy Sosa and fucking... And so you want, to do, you want to do culinary, right? That's like, well, yeah. You want to I, like, I what, like, open a, a restaurant or something? Yeah, exactly, dude. Like I would love to be a butcher, like a deli or like a, a cool cafe, like... Something where I'm around the shit that I like, like food and You want to be in the back? Family. You want to be in the back? No, like, I want to handle the meats? Or, or do you want to yeah, do it all? I want to oh, okay. be in my spot. I want to own it. You know, I want to be like, like a barber it? shop. You know, like yeah. I'm a barber, but it's my shop. Yeah. You, know? you come in, you're like, hey, throw that's it in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I want that shit. You, you walk into the kitchen. That's it. Stuff to everyone. You also do the bills. That's it. I do it all, man. It's my spot. People come into my house. I'm like, what's up, baby? How you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what do you need from me? Like, Speaking of leaving everything behind, is that so? Is that here in California, or you're trying to get out? Like. Nah, dude, that's not here in California. That's not San Diego good. is kind of like Disneyland or like, you know, Pinocchio or like, what do you call that, uh, that, uh, movie, uh, Peter Pan, man. You never grew up. 
it's good, man. If you want to dip your foot into the into the youth, or find or like you know get into a bunch of stuff or whatever you want to do, come to San Diego, man. The weather's perfect. The people are beautiful. There's you want to you want to find out whether or not you got what it takes. Come to here. Come here. Come to LA. Come to San Diego. You think you got a fucking song? Come play it out here, dude. Because guess what? Everyone else is here playing songs. Everyone else here is freaking trying to get in shape. Every, the competition is real. But it's also rap. It's fucking expensive too, man. You can't just fucking have a job here. You have to have two. You have to have five roommates. You have to be good at what you do. Or you have to get the fuck out. It's like, dude. But it's also fun, you know? It's beautiful weather, beautiful food, tacos, and fucking sushi, and, and sand, and beautiful women, and blah, blah, blah. You know, riding a motorcycle and stuff. So it's like, damn. But... I work hard, play hard, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it, yeah. And But I'm done. I'm, I'm, I have used up what I needed, or I got what I needed out of this place. Me and Rachel want to go do something. She's Rachel's fucking killing it, man. She's turning into a freaking rock star. I love her. She's kick-ass. But I think that she wants to have a family. I think that I want to have a family. I think that I want to have my space, and she wants to have her space, and we want to do our thing. Like, we're ready to close the book on this shit and go do something else and get away from, you know, just... The rabbit race, the rat race, of freaking different lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to slow down a little bit, but not like slow down in a way of just like die. Slow down in the way where it's like get rid of everything, but just me and you, you know, and just do us. That's brave, man. I think I think that's very brave to to be able to let go and start anew. Yeah, and uh, keep an open uh, mind to really see where it'll take you. Yeah, cool, man. I hope I've made sense. I know no, I that's really I know cool. I ramble and, and what's uh, what's let's wrap this up with a little advice. Like, where what what's some advice you would give to someone who's uh, what's what's let's make it a two part, right? All right. What's some advice you would give to someone who's going into the Marine Corps, specifically the Marines? Mm, like a young man or a woman? A young man or woman? Some advice for them? Yeah. What's some advice you would give to someone who's going into it? Uh, I would say two things to that, or two pieces of advice for someone going into the Marine Corps. And the first one is do your fucking job the best you can and enjoy it like fucking get in there i don't give a fuck what anybody says dude about like oh you're all moto or like you're this you're that i'm gonna fuck them dude tell them to go join a different branch because if you're joining the marine corps you would better be a bad motherfucker do it all and be the best and fucking stomp the lights out of anybody who 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 tries to infect you with their disgusting fucking idea of like let's just be mediocre fuck you that'd be my advice kill shit and then my second piece of advice is get ready for your transition. Because when you do get out, if you live, that's the hardest part. Joining the Marine Getting Corps, ready for your transition after. Yeah. In okay. other words, like... So you prep, you start part, for that? There you go, yeah. You start, you start doing you that as mm-hmm. soon as you start with the Marines? Like, mm-hmm. you <laughs> Keep your head in the fucking game, dude, for sure. But just know that one day when you get out, you have to fucking start the game all over again. Called being a civilian. And that, for me, was harder than being a Marine. You know, so don't fucking slack and wait till the last day to be like, mm, I don't know if I want to be a truck driver, or maybe I should go to school. Dude, take advantage of the fact that they have college in the Marine Corps. Fuck using your GI Bill. Do it while you're in. Think about, do I want to be a cop? Do I want to fucking be a chef? Do I want to build about? Don't forget about yourself. Because people get into the Marine Corps and then they're just Marines. And then what happens is you get out and you're like, fuck, I don't know who I am. You know, keep, keep your hand... You know, two fucking, what do you call it? Two knives in the fire, whatever, you know, two hands in the fire, you know. Fucking think about who you are, not just what you're told to be. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And what a, um, what's some advice you would give to someone who's uh, looking to join like a, a motorcycle club or like mm. or trying to like get into like Harleys and, and sure. riding and everything like that? <laughs> well, if you're looking to freaking get into Harley Davidsons, I'll tell you that it's you know I think everybody should own a one bike. I think everybody should. Everyone should own a one bike. Yeah, everybody <laughs> should. Well, at least once. <laughs> I'm not saying you should have one forever, but it's kind of like trying experience. To, yeah, dude. I mean, fuck. Uh, for me, it's a lifestyle because I really like it. 
you know, I've tried a lot of different things in life that weren't me. So what's some, like, advice for someone who's getting into it, who oh, wants okay. to get into it? Like, uh, don't give a fuck about what everybody says to do to your bike. You know, like, just, like, judgment stuff, is, I guess what I'm trying to say. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, like, would have done this differently with my, your bike and stuff like that. First of all, dude, go, where's your bike? You know, like, worry about your shit. You know, I tie my shoes this way because they're attached to my feet. <laughs> Fucking leave me alone. And then, uh, you know, don't feel obligated to join anything. Like, you're already part of a culture. You already own a bike. You already whatever, you know. If you don't want to be a fucking part of a club, don't be a part of a club. You know, if you, if you want to be a part of a club, be a part of a club. But just ask yourself, you know, what are you getting out of it? Everything in life is an investment. You know, what's your return? Are you getting anything out of this bike? You know, are you get, is it just getting there on time? Great, fine. If that's all you need, that's all you need. You know, but I know a lot of people who are hanging out with people or doing certain things or whatever else and are just doing it because they don't have anything better to do. It's a waste of fucking time. Gotcha. So do it for yourself and don't yeah. give a fuck what anyone thinks. Yeah. And ride safe, please. Be careful out I there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Or as I say, speed safely. Cool. If uh, if people want to reach out to you, I mean, you, uh, you're working at Harley. Yeah, for now. Come talk to you about buying yeah. a bike, right? That's it, yeah. I stopped by Biggs, Harley-Davidson in San Marcos, California. And keep an eye out for uh, a restaurant in, uh, or a oh, deli yeah, or some shit. Something, something's coming down, dude. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, Matthew Madison, you know, this, this uh, I think I said his name right. He's a huge, huge inspiration to me right now. He's, it, so is uh, Anthony Bourdain. And, and, rest in you know, peace. Rest in peace, bro. Huge, huge inspiration to me, man. That fucking killed when I found that out, you know. Uh but uh, those people, dude, they're fucking artists, and they're they're inspire they're inspiring me, man. They they are talking to people and reaching out to people, but they're doing it with food and fun and comedy, and and it's just fuck. I'm captivated by it, you know. So look out for me, man. I'm coming. I don't know if it's. <laughs> I used to think I was gonna be a comedian or like some kind of fucking whatever, you know. But like now, I'm like, wait, I can be Food. funny. Yeah. I can be funny behind the camera with a fucking like a pan full of cacha pate. I'm like, what's out? I'm like, that's cool, man. That's fucking cool. Cooking steak and freaking, you know, making people laugh. Have a good time. I want people awesome. to be happy. Cool. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to the Disconnection Podcast. I've been your host for today. My name is Ori Putiel. Uh, we are in beautiful Oceanside, California, in San Diego County. My guest today has been Rhett Rambo Albert. And Rhett for real, thank you so much yeah, for having me at your home to talk to you, yeah. for um, hanging out with me and over here. I'm so excited to go on a ride right now. Let's go do this. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah. hit the beach. Yeah, yeah. Go hang out with um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Check out our webpage at this-connection.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Please, please, please give us a, a like, a review, a share. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you guys think about the show. We're trying our best to make the show as, as good as we can, so we want to know how we can improve and everything. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Ori. I've been Rhett. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. Disconnection. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah man. Fuck yes, dude. I just rambled a lot. That was great. Okay, well,